following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for Fans by Fans, right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside me for our Monday What If episodes is my good friend, my pal, our official NFL historian, Mr. Andrew Lenz. Andrew, happy Monday. How are you? I'm doing wonderful after my lovely weekend at an establishment that I thought was pure chaos. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to say the name, but I'll just kind of go there. Durban bear. Uh, but after experience, experiencing that Lord of the flies situation going on in a, in a place, I'm excited to, you know, talk about what ifs and get down to the nitty gritty. And I know you're certainly excited for this one. It is. I am. I certainly am. Um, it is the the big one for Colts fan. One of the big ones for Colts fan. We've done a lot of Colts this year. Uh, <laughs> it, we're only like a, two months into our what ifs, and we've done a lot of Indianapolis Colts stuff. But I think they're fun ones, and I think people appreciate them. Uh, today is what if Andrew Luck didn't retire before the 2019 season? All right. No, we're not going to just be like, oh, no, he retired before the 2020. We're, we're going to pretend we're going to what if it like he's still around. There's a lot of, uh, you know, it. there are some things that get changed. It's a fun one. And I I do acknowledge many hundreds of episodes ago, uh, probably two, three years now, actually three years when we started doing what ifs. Jesus. No, it was 2020. Yeah. 2020, 2021. 2022 so all two full years since we started doing the what ifs um we did touch it lightly but the very first what ifs myself and ed jesse did was a quick glance over people who retired around the age of 30 or earlier just quick not too in-depth and uh yeah we just we just glanced over it gave our thoughts and went from there today we're going to go in depth as in depth as we possibly can all right. I feel like it's been a fair amount of time to do this. All right. It's not, it's appropriate. It's, it's easy to do stuff. It's like reviewing like a presidency. Like it, you can't just do it immediately after somebody's out of office. You have to do it multiple years to see how they really positively or negatively affected the country. So you give it a few years stretch to look at what Andrew Luck, um, you know, to look at what Andrew Luck's retirement or uh, in today's case, non-retirement would have done for the Colts and the rest of the National Football League. So uh, that's what we're going to deep dive into today. Uh, we don't really have any news. I guess so we just oh. hop. Oh, what's up? I said, wow, that's like first in a very long time in this wild offseason. I know it's slowing down. It sucks. I actually got to come up with creative posts again. 
everything else was news and I was, we were getting so many, like our outreach, our clicks, our shares were like through the roof. And now I got to think of stuff again. I hate it. <laughs> now you got to go back to creativity. Hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> um, so at first glance, uh, well, a little prologue, I guess, for, for those who may not know. So two weeks before the regular season began in 2019, Andrew Luck, uh, Retired. He pulled the plug on his NFL career, citing injuries, um, and he was tired of the. He was mentally exhausted and frustrated from the game of football. He started to hate it a little bit. Um, I'll never forget this night for a variety of reasons. I think I've told this story on the show many times, as I had drafted him in a fantasy court, uh, fantasy draft about an hour prior to his retirement. I was excited, and uh, yeah, the announcement happened like. Yeah, about an hour or so after, and uh, I had to leave. <laughs> we finished our draft. We were getting ready for a fire pit in our backyard, and uh, I was like, I got to go. So, um, so yeah, so I, I left and, and whatever. And I say it out. I remember sitting on it for, like, overnight. Like, I couldn't sleep, and I was like, why is this bothering me so much? But, you know, I was just, you know what? I was like, I, I supported Andrew. Like, it's easy for me some slob who sits on the couch and, and talks in a, some cl- old classroom in North Tonawanda about football for a podcast to be like, Oh, how dare you, Andrew? How dare you turn on Indianapolis? How dare you retire? And yada, yada, yada. And then I really thought about it. I'm like, man, that was one of the most courageous things I think I've ever like seen, like experienced ever. Correct. Like just, just to see it, just to hear it to be able to stand up and go against an entire city, a a fan base that is starved for success, for championships, for good football, for good quarterbacks, um, and that wants winners in in their locker room, to be like, I can't do this anymore. I have to retire. Two weeks before the season, nonetheless. Two weeks before the season. I commend it. I really do. I still do to this day. I do not understand People who there are a lot of assholes still on Twitter, Facebook, who like to go, Andrew Luck screwed this team, Andrew Luck quit on this team, this, that, yada, yada. And those are the most selfish fans. Those are the people that I don't want to talk to on this show. What Andrew Luck did, whether you want to admit it or not, was courageous. All right. Against what, you know, what we may have expected, what we demanded. You know, we really thought we were going to make a run. He gone. Andrew Luck retired. But what if he decided not to? What if he decided not to return in 2019 or not to retire before that season? I think the immediate thing that I can think of, we're going to go season by season as well with this too, is that um, the quarterback carousel is not there, which in many ways is a good thing, which in many ways is a good thing. The one good thing that has come from the quarterback carousel is my love of Philip Rivers got the transfer over to the Colts. It was a fun, exciting season. But you know what I mean? Stability at quarterback is the most important thing to have in professional football. Um, You know that. I know that. Everybody listening to this show knows that. You can't win games with bad quarterback play. All right. So um, Jacoby. Brissett's, you know, he, he held it down. He was, you know, for, for the season, uh, 2019. And he got Phillip Rivers came in and the Carson Wentz disastrous Carson Wentz trade. And now the Colts are on to Matt Ryan. So first and foremost, 
You got continuity at quarterback. All right. So Andrew Luck still playing to this day. Um, like I said, which is good. You know, you, you maintain resources. Um, you have set aside money for this sort of thing for his salary cap. I actually looked it up. He would have actually been a free agent this upcoming season. So he would have had to have been extended this year. Um, 24 million about a year, according to, uh, I think it's like spot track. I think it was 24, 24 and some change, 24 million and some change, uh, was his annual salary, which is not bad. That's about what Matt Ryan is making this year. I think Carson Wentz made about 28 million last year. Phillip Rivers made 25 in his season here. And uh, Jacoby, they bumped up his paid about 15. So it's actually pretty fair, all things considered, with the way that quarterback prices are going. Would you agree? Yeah, it's definitely a cheap quarterback. Not in your $40 million ranges or anything of that nature. No, but that would be coming this year. Yes, that would be his ultimate payday, which on the bright side, isn't really that too bad for you guys. <laughs> Knowing that you have a cheaper quarterback now. That's one of the, that's definitely one of the positives because I'm, all, because if Andrew Luck is still playing the way that we all knew Andrew Luck could play, he's 40. he's easily 40 million, 30, 35, 40 million, 35 at the lowest. Yeah. Cause he's right there. He's right there with Josh Allen, what he's making, Patrick Mahomes, and who else is making crazy cash? Watson. Yeah. Dak. Dak is the Christian Kirk of <laughs> the quarterback, the quarterback contract world. No, that's just not to get off subject, but what Dak got, Dak doesn't even shouldn't even get and Christian Kirk just drove up the prices when it came to wide receivers. And that's why Tyreek Hill makes the money he does. And Devontae Adam makes the money that he does. You're damn right. You're damn right. The price dictates the market and that's kind of how it goes, but Andrew luck. And they were what divisional 2018 lost to the divisional round against the chiefs. Correct. Yeah, they wild carded and I think they lost. They won one last game than Houston, and uh, and yeah, so they beat Houston in the wild card round and then lost to KC. And they looked they looked bad. It was bad. That was up and coming Patrick Mahomes though. That was his first full year as a starter. So that was like cheat code Patrick Mahomes. Yes, where nobody knew how to stop him. So yeah. there's that. Okay. All right. So you're looking, it's still looking good. I gotta, I gotta say that. I mean, it was, they lost 31 to 13, but that's not bad against that chiefs team. And this is still relatively. One of them was a special teams touchdown too. It was a blocked, uh, blocked punt. I think. If, from my understanding is, is this team was kind of relatively still a little bit young. Yeah, we were in. So this is the second year of Chris Ballard's uh, tenure in Colts land. And uh, yeah, second year. And this is the year that they drafted Darius Leonard. This is the year that they drafted Quentin Nelson. Um, 
So this is the beginning of really building up this team. The defense was still pretty young, relatively inexperienced, but but young. Um, and the offense had it was probably the best the offensive line has has been before and since. To be perfectly honest with you, we got young Marlon, you know Marlon Mack, who's actually not bad. Um, who's actually a decent RB one, him and Naheem Hines. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, it, it was, it was a decent squad, something to build off of for sure. So, hmm. this was, as far as I remember, other than that thing for in the 2018, wasn't that his first year back from injury? Correct. He sat all of 2017 okay. um, because of shoulder surgery. All right. And just, uh, yeah, came back in 2018. That was his hoorah season. I'm just trying to get my my timelines, my timeline set. So you look at, he came back from this, the shoulder injury. They make it to the divisional round. This is when the Texans were an actual, you could kind of say relevant team. Yeah, they were definitely towards the top. And you go into 2019 and you're thinking big things. Of course you think a huge step forward, right? I know it's still Mahomes runs the East, but, or the, the AFC, uh, but you're thinking, okay, continuity, Andrew Luck is back. Everything is fine. Everything is good. Uh, we just came off a pretty damn good season. I should probably take a look at what Andrew threw for that year. I In think what, it was 2018. 2018, he threw for 4,593 yards, 39 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. Oh, my God. Passer rating of 98.7. QBR of 96.6. Only sacked 18 times. Yeah, that was his best year. That's what made it hurt so bad that he retired as soon as he got that offensive line. Uh so you got to expect that to continue into 2019, right? And we see what Andrew Luck did in 2018. You know, T.Y. had a pretty damn good year. Eric Ebron was relevant again. All right. I know Eric Ebron later had um, health issues and stuff or ankle surgery. He opted to get it midseason. Ballard said he wasn't bringing him back. Um, and a couple of, you know, just several other things. I... I don't know how I feel about the 2019 season with or without Andrew Luck. I'm a little like, I'm, I, I don't know for sure really what this team is going to look like 2019. I think is the year that is it the year that Tannehill took over and they went all the way to the AFC championship game. Yeah. Miami was just ditching people that year. That's right. All right. So that it was that year. There's a chance that the Colts maybe come out on top right for the the AFC South a chance maybe but that I and this I think all the, a lot of this goes back to Ballard I don't know I, where the Colts stand among the because the defense took a step back I felt like the offense was kind of was a little eh. well you you're seven and nine with Jacoby Brissett right year before 10 and six. There's no reason why this team is seven and nine 
under Jacoby, really seven and eight under Jacoby Brissett, and then there was that Brian Hoyer game. Looking at, <laughs> looking at what I'm seeing. So there's no reason why the I feel this team still isn't ten and six, right, or eleven and five. We talked about this, you know, when you mentioned the show. Andrew Luck is what you want as a quarterback because he is a talent elevator. Right. Like he just takes the talent around him and he can elevate anything. So if, uh, I mean, if he had actual, like, not to say that he never did, but if he actually had tons of weapons around him, he would be amazing. He's, I I don't want to say he's Tom Brady, but in that same sense where he can take crap or he can take chicken shit and make chicken soup out of it. Right. Look at 2015. There's really nothing on that team. Took that thing all the way. Took that team all the way to the AFC Championship game. Oh, 2014. You mean you're right. Or 2014. Sorry, right. 2014. It's 15, and, it was 15 when it happened. Right. No, you're you're you are 100 right. And now looking back at it, it's like okay, maybe they beat the Chargers. That's a defensive thing for me. When again, my my rule of thumb is. 21 points and less and you can't win. That's a quarterback's fault. 21, uh, 22 points or more. That's a defensive fault. The Chargers put 30 up on them. Um, there's that. But there are some games where they're within striking distance that they could have won, right? The Chargers, mm-hmm. maybe. The Raiders, possibly. Um, losing the Steelers, 24-26. That's the game Jacoby Brissett went down. Losing to Miami. There's probably at least four, four additional wins here. Losing to Houston, 17 to 20. There's probably at least four more wins here, but you are, this is 11 and five football, right? It'd be 11 and five. Yeah. It's 11 and five back then. 11 and five. So the Titans in 2000. Oh, no, the Texans won the division. Yeah. But the Texans won the division at 10 and six, the Titans made the playoffs at nine and seven. So there's really no reason why the Colts aren't in the playoffs this year. Oh, this pains me. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Like, there is no reason why they are not right in the and playoffs. You're right. You're probably, you're honestly probably right. And I remember getting a phone call. I was at the old studio that day. And my friend who's a Colts fan, he gave me a call and he's like, "Dude, we were. It was the weekend of the divisional round. The actual divisional round was happening." And he goes, "This is bullshit. You see this?" He's like, "This should have been our year." And I'm like, "Oh, because." It was at halftime. It was at halftime. The Texans were up like 24 nothing on the Chiefs. And my friend, my my friend uh Marquise was like, this should have been our year. We're 20 up 24 nothing on the Chiefs. And uh and I was just sitting there like, oh my God, you're probably right. You're probably right. Because this too, we gotta keep this in account. This is the year, the, the year where our Super Bowl, the Colts Super Bowl essentially was then beating Kansas City on a Thursday night. Or was it Sunday? Oh, it was Sunday night football. That's right. They beat him 19 to 13. All right. So see him in the playoffs again. Of course, confidence is in your favor. That's endearing and that's hopeful. I do wonder though, I've always wondered this with when it comes to this game, because this this Kansas City game was like Jacoby Brissett's finest hour, even though he didn't do a whole lot. I never felt like Andrew Luck was one of those guys you could script a game plan for. If you, you know what I mean, 
Yeah. So Jacoby didn't have to throw much that day against Kansas City that evening. He threw for 151 yards. The Colts rushed for 180, kept Patrick Mahomes off the field mostly. Marlon Mack was actually the big hero. I don't know if so with Indianapolis's sake, are you going to do that? Are you going to just run the ball? Is Andrew Luck the kind of guy that you're not going to want to throw the ball? Whereas Jacoby Brissett, and I'm not saying in any way that Jacoby Brissett is, is better than Andrew Luck. There's no, there's no comparison there. But as far as game scripting goes, this is when I really like, there's a lot of negatives and a lot of positives, Frank Reich. I think it's with any coach. But I was like, man, game planning is was actually not that bad right here. They ran the ball. They kept Mahomes off the field, and they won. They, they laid out a blueprint for, for people to win. You know, is it, are, you gonna let, are you going to not have Andrew Luck throw the ball over that Chiefs defense, you know, to some pieces? I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's one of these weird things where I feel like if, it's, if you have Andrew Luck, you got to let Andrew Luck do Andrew Luck things. You're paying him 24 mil a year. Where Jacoby Brissett, you can script him well. It may not be good enough to win championships, but you can script him well. But KC was the biggest, like, coup de grace of the season. And I don't know if we, like, it's weird because I've seen how they played in the divisional round the previous year. And our weapons didn't get, Colts' weapons didn't get any better. They didn't get any better. So I wonder if, in a way, you know, is Andrew Luck going to be like, nah, I'm going to hand the ball off a bunch of times? Or is Andrew Luck like, no, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chuck it? You might do that if that's what they say this is what you're going to take to win. Right. I mean, Andrew Luck didn't ever spark me as an ego guy. No. So. No, but, but I feel like if if you're, like I said, it's Andrew Luck. Like, your game plan is going to cater to hit what he's good at. You know what I'm saying? Where Jacoby's not the best thrower. He's a mobile. He's mobile. What are we going to do to 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 put Casey on their heels? And yeah. Yeah, but he would buy in. He, I think Andrew would buy into that, though. Andrew Luck would be like, okay, if this is what you think is going to do. But the thing with differences is if that game plan didn't work. Okay. You do have Andrew Luck, who right. I, I, the, we'll may never know. But like I said, he is a talent elevator. We'll never know if he was as good as Mahomes because Mahomes has regressed. But he was a quarterback that I think could go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes in a shootout. So maybe that's the thing. That's a better adjustment. If that would have happened with Jacoby Bursette, that game would have been done. Right. Jacoby Brissett's not going toe-to-toe, slinging the ball with, with Patrick Mahomes. So I think it's one of those things that the offensive staff, Frank Wright, goes in and he says, okay, this is what we're going to do to win the game. It's that whole Super Bowl 25 Giants thing. Are you going to set aside your ego for the better of the team, which – he did mind, body, and soul. I feel Andrew Luck did. I'm pretty sure you did. So I think he goes with it. And then, but if you have to, there's always that change at halftime. And I think that's the big difference between Bursett and Luck is Bursett, you have to stick with a game plan. This is the game plan. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to deviate from it. But with Luck, you could just say, 
you know what? Put the minivan in the garage and go get the Ferrari and turn the key and go. Right. And he, uh, that's the way that it looks to me. And I think that is the biggest difference throughout all of these games. Like you said, all these close games is this is going to be a, with Andrew Luck. It's turn the key and go. He's going to move around. He's going to find the open guy but he's ultimately going to do whatever it takes to win. Whether it's I've I've handed off the ball, you know, 20 times to a guy, or he's going to throw the ball 50 times a game. Right. No, I, um, I guess I see that more so now. I guess I see that more so now. Um, Because Frank Reich, if there is one thing he's done really well, it's so teams that have bumped him out of the playoffs, so Casey and Buffalo, he's come back the next year and beat him. That's that's been, I guess, one of his strengths, if you can call it that. Um, gives the fan base a lot of hope. But you're probably, I mean, you do, you make a good point. You make a good point. I'm still concerned. Like there's there's a chance that that Indianapolis makes a run. There's probably there's a chance. So if you beat KC in the, in the regular season and everything kind of goes the way that you you expected to, and we should probably look at the 2019. Uh, playoff brackets. I got them pinned in the fourth seed. Hmm. I got them winning the division. In my mind, they're winning this division. That's probably true. They're probably they could they beat KC. They probably sweep KC or not KC. They probably sweep Houston, and they probably sweep. They might sweep Tennessee. Andrew Luck never lost to Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's one of his biggest things. He never lost to Tennessee. If he did, it was only one or two times. Oh, like Tennessee's not even in here. Titans fans should be happy Andrew Luck retired for that reason. Yeah. And um uh oh yes, he is eleven and zero against Tennessee. Ugh. So he's gone. So Tennessee doesn't even make playoffs. Or New England. Let's so, see, what was New England? They were 12 and 4. So we're the four seed. So Indianapolis and Buffalo. This yeah. isn't this isn't Buffalo as we know it now, though. Right. This is first drive, blow your load, then stink after that. That is intriguing. That is very interesting to me. I think they have a good a good road to win all this. So we're we're saying that Tennessee gets bumped out. Houston goes to the sixth seed, probably right. Houston finished what ten and six. Ten and six. And the Bills were ten and six. They didn't play. Oh well, we don't know what tiebreaker criteria. Twenty nineteen. Did they play Houston that year? Um. They played no, they didn't. They played Tennessee. Hmm. But either way, it's either Buffalo or Houston's going to Indianapolis. And, and I, I think, think at the, that point it's in pretty good favor. Right? So you have the divisional sorry, go ahead. You're beating one of them. Yeah. I, I do think that the 2019 Colts with Andrew Luck could beat this Buffalo Bill squad. Oh. There's this is pre Stefan Diggs. I just looked at their best wide receivers. It was Brown, is, right? Is John Brown. Yeah. They still have Frank Gore and Devin Singletary. 
Right. This is when the defense, I think, was winning more than Josh Allen willing them to win. All right. So let's say they advance to the four seed. Obviously, things depend on the three and the six. You know, I don't think Buffalo's beat New England that year. If Buffalo's the sixth seed, I don't know if Houston's beaten New England. Even though New England looked bad, I just I feel like just Tennessee you just got hot at the right time. Mm. I, I truly feel that. So that shakes some things up. But regardless, Houston or Indianapolis is probably going on to play Baltimore, who kind of they choked a bit in the playoffs. But again, I think that was just really good defensive planning with, with Tennessee. Vrabel, a defensive-minded guy. I don't know if the Colts are getting past Baltimore that year. I don't. Um, they struggle with Baltimore. They always have. And again, it, it just, their defense was not up to snuff. Their defense was not up to snuff. I look like a year after I look back on that 2019 roster. And I'm like, Oh my God, this defense was so far from being like what it's, what it's supposed to be. The pass rush was bad. The cornerbacks are bad. Like you had Darius Leonard, like the, there was some, you know, there's some decent pieces, but I don't know. I don't know if the pass rush is good enough. This is, I mean, this is MVP year, Lamar Jackson. True. Defense is young. So probably another divisional round loss. Probably. Unless they play the Chiefs. I mean, that's probably the only thing. If something happened where they played the Chiefs, maybe they do beat the Chiefs again. Well, one of the wild cards had to advance. Well, the 60 would have had to advance. Yeah. Past so, New England. I mean, yeah, probably definitely. Uh, this is I'm going to conclude it. Yeah. I'm going to conclude it's a divisional round loss. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Sadly, but I, th- I think it's, it's where it's at. The roster was not built for it. I can't argue. I can argue for a division, a wild card round win, but I can't. I can't vouch for a win over Baltimore again. Just I think it was scheming, game planning, and stuff. And our the Colts defense was not like at that really at that point. Um. All right, so that's that season, 2019. We're out. 2020 season, the year that they ended up signing. Um, Philip Rivers. They so don't any, sign. So they don't sign them. That's first and foremost. It's a weird year. It's the COVID year. This is something too we have to might have to consider. Is Andrew Luck going to opt to play? Knowing how concerned he is about his health. I would like to think that he would. I would think so too. And this is the year they got DeForest Buckner. This is the year. They traded a first round pick for DeForest Buckner. All right. So there's that. I know people love to give me shit about what the Colts were with Philip Rivers. However, I don't think many things can be blamed on Philip Rivers for this season. I for the 2020 season. I don't. And you're not going to convince me that he's the he's the be all reason that the Colts were bounced from the playoffs in the first round, that they didn't win the division. You're not going to put I, I'm not going to buy that. I can't buy it and I won't buy it. It's just not true. Um, could Philip have always done more? Yeah, but this team also didn't help him in a lot of factors too. 
So 2020 season, they open up with Jacksonville. I think they got like a 20 to nothing lead or 20 to seven lead or something like that. And then Jacksonville rallied back and Gardner Minshew had the game of his career. Um, I don't know if that happened with Andrew Luck. I don't. So you're saying they finally win in Jacksonville? Possibly. They always seem to have their number, though, in Jacksonville. I don't get it. Um, like Miami with the Texans. I don't think my, I think Miami has like a horrible record against the Texans. So don't sweat it. <laughs> right. Right. But so, I mean, but they had them on the ropes and they just rallied back. That to me is a defensive issue. And that to me is a coaching issue, not a Phillip Rivers issue. So maybe they win that one. All right. The only ones that I'm like, there's really like, if you really look at some of these games, the Colts didn't really lose close game. Pittsburgh was probably the worst one in week 16 or game 16. No, it was week game 15 and week 16 against Pittsburgh. They were up, they were smoking the Steelers and they came back and won two. To me, that is also a coaching issue. That is also a defensive issue. Colts were up, I think, 21 7 or 21 nothing at halftime, 21 3. And Pittsburgh rallied back to go win 2024. I was pissed. Is that an Andrew Luck thing? You know, again, does he help that situation? I, I don't know. I don't know. But they got smoked in like some of these games. They got smoked, but it was defensive for defense, right? The Tennessee game, I'll never forget. The second Tennessee game, we lost 26-45. Derrick Henry just ran all over him. No DeForest Buckner, COVID protocol. No Jonathan Taylor. COVID protocol. And I think they might've been missing someone else too. This is such a weird year. It is. It is it's really weird. They were also doing good against Baltimore too. But Baltimore's defense was so good in 2020. So good. This is such a weird year. Cause like you said, it's the COVID protocol. It's the COVID year. Oh, there's like, look, just so much going on. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm looking at this, and there's not a single thing that I think Andrew Luck could could do to change the fortunes of this team where it finishes. Mm, yeah, it's right. Frank Wright didn't want him to run anymore because of his injury history. So therefore, he's a pocket passer. And look, Philip Rivers threw for. 4,169 yards, 24 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Maybe you get some more touchdowns. Maybe you get some more red zone stuff. I'm thinking more, a little bit more, maybe 30 at the most touchdowns and maybe the interceptions. I know this is really good for Phillip Rivers. Maybe you're down to seven INTs. So 30 and seven. Yeah, there's probably an increase in touchdowns. But man, think of luck. You know, but again, you look at the weapons and it's like, oh, my God, it's not great. Right. It's really not that good. If you look at the receiving leaders. From that year, T.Y. didn't have a great year. Nobody hit over a thousand yards receiving. Which is even more crazy that Rivers did as well as he did. T.Y. was the leading receiver with 762 yards on the season. And he didn't do shit for the first eight weeks. Didn't do anything. Zach Pascal broke out. Pittman was gone for, I think, eight weeks. He had that leg issue where he could have died. 
Uh, Hines had 482 yards. Moelle Cox, 394. Jonathan Taylor, 299. Is that Trey Burton? Yeah. Trey Burton was fun, man. He was fun. He wasn't a traditional tight end, but they use him in some pretty, uh, a lot of scheme, schemed up plays, trick plays and stuff like that. He was, he was a lot of fun throwing passes. He was a fun one. So 2020, I don't think the win loss column is going to change much. Maybe give, maybe you get one, maybe you get one more 12 and four. I think they stay the same. I think, like you said, maybe it's a little bit more, but looking at their schedule, I mean, I, I don't want, I didn't watch these games, so <laughs> that's kind of a little bit different, but looking at what Philip Rivers did, looking at what probably Andrew Luck would have did the craziness of this year. I'm also thinking 11 and five, like 11 and five seems fine for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't picture this team because Philip Rivers, even though he's older, what is he? 39 years old. Yeah. Talent level is still pretty good. And he seemed to cut down a lot of his mistakes. It dropped off a lot from where it was the year before. I think he was like 24 and 23 or 25. It was like he had one more touchdown than he did in INTs. It was it was a rough year. Yeah, this was his first time since 2009 he had a low total. Yeah. 2017 would have been the next one with 10. But the I mean 11 seems to be on par. So you <laughs> you're looking at 11 to 12 interceptions. But really I think Philip Rivers was kind of the reason why maybe the team did win because of what we were talking about last year. Right. Philip Rivers is a much better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett's more of a game planner. Philip Rivers is a gunslinger. Right. To say the least. And we get, sorry. And Andrew Luck, that's no, and Andrew Luck is an improviser. So those things go into play. Jacoby Brissett, game manager, don't lose this game. Andrew Luck, I see something. I'm going to try and work it to where I can get it. And, you know, stop me if if I'm wrong on any of these. Andrew Luck more, I'm going to work it to where I can get it. I'm going to run. I'm going to do that. Philip Rivers is, let's just go out there, boys. And, you know, there's an old machine gunner adage, uh, accuracy by volume. Right. We're just going to chuck it. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair comparison. Both smart in their own respective ways, and you know what I mean. It different, just completely different play styles. The only, let's see, the only game that's maybe different is the Cleveland game. Again, cut that. He was kind of yeah, luck did kind of like to sling it a little bit. I would have liked if they won that Cleveland game because I was there. Cleveland fans were dicks, but uh, that's probably like the only one. Twelve and four. So honestly, with how good the playoffs, the, the AFC was that year, yeah, they're still a sixth or seventh seed. And if I'm, you beat Cleveland, you jump, you jump them, and you play Pittsburgh the first round. If not, you're still playing Buffalo. They're beating Pittsburgh. If they're in the sixth seed, they're beating Pittsburgh. And I think I don't. It, it, I worry it. about Buffalo this year. I worry about them in 2020. I would overthrew a fourth down pass. He rivers overthrew one fourth down pass to Michael Pittman. 
just jumped out just like just a hair too high. And that was a game changer. But that wasn't there was a lot of other stuff too. Kamoko Ture jumped off offsides on a fourth and short. Rodrigo Blankenship missed a uh, field goal. And there was just some weird coaches stuff, but it wasn't like, I don't think it was quarterback play. If you go look at that game, that is one of like Philip Rivers finest, like perf- playoff performances. I was happy that he went out. I went, it would have been better if he beat Buffalo, but yeah, honestly yardage and stuff. He played a good game. He played a really good game. That was a really good Buffalo team though <laughs> that year. No, it and, was and, and, and the Colts in a way almost did play from my knowledge, like the perfect game. It just seemed Buffalo was just like, it was, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to get there. It was little mistakes from Blankenship and to Ray. You get him to punt on for that fourth down, right? The, the, the dude jumped and I was like, Oh my God, it was so bad. Teray jumped and it was, it was terrible. It was so stupid. You punt. And I think they ended up scoring on that drive. Buffalo kind of had a horseshoe in their butt that year for a lot of things. They did. I'd like to believe that Andrew Luck would be the one to to kind of get him over the hump, but I uh, in that in that game. But I just I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. It's too many factors, and this goes back to a lot of things where I feel like the team uh, the team building hasn't it been been all that great. So all right, so we're probably a wild card loss. We're thinking against Buffalo. Wild- Wild card division at best. Division at best. Because like, I think yeah. if they if they do jump Cleveland, they play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was so suspect that year. That so. would have changed. That would have been really interesting. So it would have been Cleveland and Buffalo. If 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 they do jump Cleveland, yeah. If they do so, Cleveland and Buffalo, which. Buffalo could not stop the run still. And Cleveland smoked them, I think, in 2019, too. 2018 or 2019, Cleveland smoked them on the run. And I still think that Buffalo team wins. No, I know. I'm trying to justify it, but I can't. Yeah, like Baltimore had them there for a little bit, too. And then... uh, Jackson throws that pick and it just seemed like things were just going Buffalo's way. If I'm not mistaken, Indianapolis outgained the bills that game. And I think you're right. Yeah. And they still were like <laughs> the, the Buffalo. It just seemed like Indianapolis could have played the perfect game. And I don't know. It just seemed like Buffalo. Let me. Yeah. Yeah. Indianapolis had 400 and total of 472 yards. Buffalo had 397. Hmm. Uh, Philip Rivers, Buffalo actually sacked Josh Allen twice. Philip Rivers wasn't even sacked. Uh, penalties, they were tied. Third down conversions, nine of 17 for the Colts, two of nine for Buffalo. Time of possession, they had them in time of possession. I just think Buffalo was just fortunate. Yes. Yeah. And it hurts me to say that. Like, it's really. Oh, you, me both. Like, really just like cranking me down. So, 
I say at best divisional, depending on where they're seated. Okay. If they if they get seated in the sixth spot, they're beating Pittsburgh. Sorry, Boyd. Uh, they're definitely beating Pittsburgh. Are they going to go on to beat Kansas City? Maybe. <laughs> it's the best way I can say that. Maybe. I mean, any given Sunday type mentality. But looking at what Kansas City was that year, compared to uh, you know what though KC barely beat Cleveland yeah and then you got JT you've been I don't know well they did a lot of stuff Baker played his ass off in that game too he played really well for himself they just couldn't convert they had a lot of bats like just very convenient bad luck as well but there's a legit chance that you know Cleveland could have won that damn thing but that's the game Mahomes got hurt and pulled Oh, is that it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, other than that, all right. So, can if Cleveland probably just ran on them, if I'm not mistaken, that was like their whole thing. Cleveland, yeah. Uh, I'd have to double check that the score, the box score of that game, but I think uh, there was a lot of Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Like Kareem Hunt, I think got a touchdown or two. So, no disrespect to what soon to be Jonathan Taylor is, Naheem Hines. I think Marlon Mack even played a little bit in 2020. Are those guys Jonathan Taylor is now, but would you consider Jonathan Taylor on the same par or your group of running backs on this on par with what Cleveland had? Not in not in 2020, no, not in 2020. That was okay. that was one of the best. That was one of the best running back tandems ever. That's that's the only thing that's getting me with you know why Cleveland did so good against the Chiefs, right? Like I said, I'm waiting for if somebody's out there like Jones Taylor's really good. Yeah, but was he really good in 2020? He was not on the same wavelength in a way as Chubb, and maybe he was on the same you know par with hunt but right not what shop at this point no he had a really nice back half of the season to cross a thousand yards but yeah there was some development stuff that needed to happen but anyways here we go 2021 our final year that we're gonna look at all right this past year i know we looked at it from the philip what if they could kept philip rivers perspective but now we get to look at it with what if they kept andrew luck one of the things we have to look at immediately is that one the Colts are not getting giving up a compensatory first round pick yep. for this year for this and current year that we're going into 2022. And, and I think third? it was like a third. I think it was a third, okay. you know, at the time it seemed not bad, but again, first round pick, this is a wide receiver, heavy drafts. There's some future development uh, and stuff there. I I'd imagine though, there's some frustration at this point with Andrew luck in his tenure, maybe by Colts fans about his inability to get past the divisional round. You know what I'm saying? At this point, you know, you're, you're having playoff struggles. You've been consistent in the postseason. There's no doubt about it. But there's why can't our team get over the hump? And I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's it's not Andrew Luck based. It goes back to my criticisms of, of Chris Ballard and his hesitancy to spend in free agency to make trades, you know, um, but here we are. So the Carson Wentz deal, you're getting a pretty cheap quarterback. You still have, I think, four million. You have an extra four million to play around with and make make some things happen. If you don't go get Carson Wentz in his twenty eight million dollar deal, 
it seems like he does make trades, but he seems like he's ultra safe. Super safe. Like, like not, I mean, Greer was kind of the same way in a way until just recently. So I can understand where until like last week (laughs) (laughs) where, where you're like, Oh, what are you doing with all this stuff? Are are we keeping it? What are we doing? What are we doing? And you're not drafting well. So why are we keeping it? And then finally he was like, yeah, send it. Right. But I can, I, I, I get your gripe there. And that was the 84th pick they sent to Philadelphia, which actually got traded to Dallas and Chauncey Golston was the pick for Dallas defensive and Iowa. So it was a third last year, right? It was third 2021 draft was a third rounder and then a second that could become a first this year. Yeah. And that's who they got. What that pick was Chauncey. Well, they traded it away, and the, the guy in that slot was Chauncey Goldston. And I'm looking, and there's not like any, you know, like third or fourth round stud where you're like, wow, maybe we should have kept that pick. Right. So it's really not. not it's too, not that bad. I mean, no. when you look at it, it's just the, the, the biggest hit is the season. Yeah. The, the Carson Wentz trade, the biggest hit of the season. Oh, actually. In the fourth round, you could have had, uh, I can't say his name, Amon, oh yeah, Amon Ra St. Brown. Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> but nobody. Was, nobody knew, right? Nobody, nobody knew. That dude's know. a stud. Um, all right, so let's head into 2021. So whatever. We trade for Carson Wentz. Frank Wright gets his Bible buddy. And um, and it starts off rough. The Colts start off 0-3 kick off the season with losses to Seattle, the Rams, and the Titans. The issue with the Seattle game where I can see Andrew Luck correcting this, and I do believe that this is probably the, this is one of the deeper runs. I think that Indy, this is probably, I feel like if we're getting healthy, Andrew Luck that we've known and, and, you know, come to expect play as high level football as he has, this is probably Indy's best shot is this last season. Honestly, we said that they could have made the Super Bowl with Phillip Rivers. They could have won the AFC, at least made the AFC championship with Phillip mm-hmm. Rivers this past year. I think with Andrew Luck, I think you, there's a legit shot at going all the way. All right. So Seattle, the biggest issue there, Carson Wentz came back five weeks injured. He broke his foot um, in that preseason, uh, not even preseason, it was, it was training camp. Planted his foot wrong, made a big throw, hit T.Y., and uh, a bone broke in his foot. All right. So the issue with the Seattle game to me, especially looking back at how bad Seattle was all season, it's it's chemistry. It's chemistry issues. Carson Wentz doesn't really know the playbook. He has no chemistry with his guys. Um, you know what I mean? He doesn't have a rapport with, with, with Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, Zach Paschal. Uh, Jack Doyle. He doesn't really have a rapport with them. Timing's off. And Carson was like, he was blah. It was, it was not a very desirable. Um, looking back, it was not a very desirable um, game. Not a, not a very good intro. Carson played his heart out. Don't get me wrong. Carson played his heart out. Actually, it wasn't that bad. 25 and 38 for 38, 251, and then two touchdowns. It's actually not that bad for Carson. I'll give him that. 
But, it, you know, who could he outduel Russell Wilson? Right. I think that's when you I look think at it's a defensive thing. I think it's a defense when, when you're looking at it, though. Yeah, but your quarterback can overcome your defense. We see it in Kansas City sometimes every, every single year. And I think that's the thing is Carson Wentz can. That's a good, good stat line, but I think in a way, Andrew Luck could have is one of those guys that can go toe to toe, even though his personality doesn't seem that way. It's he could go toe to toe with the Russell Wilson where Carson Wentz couldn't. And I understand it's an defense issue, but Andrew Luck could overcome the defensive issue to propel them. If, you know, to at least get them closer than, I mean, the game was close, but maybe there's an extra touchdown or something in here or extra field goal. I think one of them was like a garbage time touchdown too, essentially, but, but field position, that's a good point. I don't remember it completely, but it was a, yeah, it was a tough break, tough break. Yeah. Let's drop the season like that with Seattle. Pascal had an 11 yard touchdown uh, in the fourth. Right. That was the last touchdown of the game. Again, maybe, maybe you mix, maybe some big things happen. Luck, luck, he got, he, uh, he got sacked, I think, two or three times. And it was just at the worst possible times. Uh, Luck is, was much better at picking up blitzes, at least organizing blocking and stuff like that. But okay, Seattle's pro- could be a wash, could be could be positive. The Rams game in week two, 24-27 lost. They probably would have won that. I'm not going to lie. Carson Wentz did a shovel pass right in Aaron Donald's like gut. Picked off in the end zone. In the end zone. He hurt his he sprained both his ankles that game. Carson was playing his heart out and it eventually just kind of wore out. He just just eventually wore out. And then Easton threw that pick six to end the game or pick. No, it wasn't going to pick six because it was just a pick to put the game away. I think Andrew Luck puts them past the that Rams team. A little more cerebral, better at picking up blocking. The blocks were fine. Uh, let me see what Carson's stats were that game. Week two, Carson. Again, not a ter- 19 of 30. 278 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, one sack. That's not bad, but the, the interception came at the worst possible time. And the game-winning drive faltered. You know what I mean? It was just, it stunk. It just seems these past couple of games, precision at best. Like, not, like, overly awesome. Like, you look at Matthew Stafford. If you know he completes 19 passes in this offense, you know you're probably getting at least two touchdowns and 200 yards out of them. Right. And that's on 19 passes. I guess Carson didn't play that bad. Oops. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you really think of it. I mean, again, chemistry aside, Carson didn't play terrible these first half of the games. I feel like it's what now that I look back, it's it's kind of like when they went run heavy, that's when Carson faltered. But I don't know. He just, he, I, no, I'm not going back on it. <laughs> I'm not going back on it. Uh, Tennessee, Carson played hurt. Andrew Luck has consistently had their number. I know this is the best Tennessee team they, they've had in some time. Maybe. I like to think that you're, you're at least coming out of these first three games, two and one or one and two. I would say two and one. 
most likely. And I think it's I think it's a flip flop between Tennessee or Seattle. Right, I, they're beating the Rams with Andrew Luck. Oh, hundred percent. There's no doubt about it because it's the same issues between both teams. Uh, Stafford is still kind of gaining chemistry, knowing how players play. Wentz is still kind of doing the same thing. If you have the chemistry over that, and like you said, he threw that interception right into his gut. The Colts are taking that Rams game. This yeah. the the Seattle game. I mean, Russell was cooking. It looked like, and then this game, it's either way. Yeah, they had like four. The Rams won. There was like four, they were on like the one or two yard line for four downs, and they couldn't get in the end zone. It was bad. Um. All right. So there's that. Ten, so two and one. You beat the Dolphins. You have that embarrassing game against the, the Ravens. Um. Was it Monday Night Football? Yeah. yeah, that oh. that could have been another Andrew Luck type of situation, though. Once again, is I remember watching the game. Maybe Andrew Luck does keep him in the game, right? Uh, I mean, because they were the the pedal was on. Was Lamar still playing? Yeah, Lamar. Yeah, Lamar. Was, Lamar, Lamar uh, balled out in that game to come back. Yeah, I don't. Okay, mate. Maybe that kind of ends the same. Maybe it's a win. I think that's kind of a toss-up. Lamar did ball out. Holy cow! Yeah, but that was all second-half stuff too. I just that again that falls on coaching to me. Yeah, coaching. But can Andrew Luck do something a little different? Maybe. I, but you know what I mean. Carson didn't play bad that game, so it's like hard to say. So they might still have this rough start, but again, it's different styles of, of play and different things may or may not happen. I don't know. Andrew Luck is would be nine or ten years into this his career at this point too. Seems like they abandoned the running game really quick. Yeah, like they were just like we're done with this. Yeah. What is it? Not counting the two attempts by Carson Wentz, they only had twenty four rushing attempts that game. Right. If they would have did that more in the second half, they would have been fine. I just yeah, it was bad. Um, all right. So you come back, you beat Houston, you beat San Fran Halloween. I don't think that the Colts are losing to Tennessee in that one. Carson threw a terrible interception. Yeah. I don't even think you go to overtime. They had a lead. They had like a 14 point lead and they blew it. I mean, this is a common coaching thing again, but Carson missed a wide open. I think Jonathan Taylor and somebody else. And while forcing it to Michael Pittman, threw it in a triple coverage and it got picked off. And Tennessee kicked a game-winning field goal in overtime. So that sort of shit happened all the time. That is that game. Because that's the game that Derrick Henry got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, right at the day after they announced he was hurt. Yep. Okay. Um, Beat the Jets, beat the Jags. I would like to say that they beat the Bills again. They maybe beat Tampa. I think that they, they would beat Tampa. I would like to think that. This is a really good year. But again, too, Carson didn't play bad in that game. They did a lot of they were run a lot of RPOs that they it, where Reich was just letting him sling the ball. They didn't run the ball and try to run clock out. Quentin Nelson had to tell Reich, "Hey, go run the ball. We just call a straight run play." And I think they got a fumble too. Eric Fisher blew a block like in the end zone that would have put that would have like had them there uh, i'm looking at the 
I'm pretty sure they were like in the they were like the ten or something like that. And Fisher missed a block and 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 swatted a fumble in the red zone. Yeah, but this. It's a good, good point. He did look. I'm trying not to look too much in the Carson stats because it seems like everybody does that. And then you tell me more about it. And I'n like, this guy isn't that great. Like in that whole Philip Rivers, what if that so, would yeah, like you just open up my eyes to Carson Wentz is it could be is it a talent quarterback, but it seems like he can't get out of his own way. Correct. He made well, a lot he, of rash, just bad decisions. We all thought that Carson was going to play a lot like Andrew, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, but does Andrew make those decisions better? Does Andrew Luck have more control over the offense because he's been there longer? That's what I'm thinking. That's why I think that it's stuff sways in his uh, in his favor. The smart decisions. He's a better prospect coming out of the draft. I just feel like he has the football smarts. He's a smart dude in general. Yeah. So guys, guys, an architect by trade. So we're thinking, okay, so whatever they beat Houston again by week, beat new England, beat Arizona. And I don't think that they blow it against the Raiders. I don't think that they blow it against the Raiders. That was a focused and determined Raiders team, but I don't think that they blow it against the Raiders. I don't know about the Jacksonville game though. The whole team fell, fell flat. That's where leadership comes into play too. Right. Who's a better leader? We got to look at, I, I think when you're looking at this, you got to look at each intangible that Andrew Luck has over these guys. Uh, and no, once again, no disrespect to Philip Rivers. Andrew Luck was more mobile than Philip Rivers. Right. He was not as uh, gunslinger-ish. That's Philip Rivers. He was a better, he's a way better leader than Carson Wentz. I'm pretty sure you'll agree with me on that one. And yeah. most people will. And those are the intangibles, the it factors that are going to probably propel them over things. People would are more likely probably to rally around Andrew Luck than they are Carson Wentz. And I think that's what, Philip Rivers had, and I think that's what they were doing is they were trying to look for those things, but Philip Rivers wasn't as mobile. So they said, okay, well, let's kind of go with Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz wasn't the leader. Right. That he Couldn't get the best of both worlds. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Anybody can throw a ball. Jeff George, Jay Cutler, anybody can throw a ball, but it's those little bit of intangibles that make that made Andrew Luck special. And you could say, like you said in the beginning of this, well, he abandoned his team. He did this. Well, sometimes you got to you got to be a little selfish in life. Sometimes you have to be that way. And that's what he was. And right. I don't fault him. You don't fault him. I don't think any of our team members fault him as well. So uh, to, you know, to say that it was just the team fell apart. Maybe that team doesn't fall apart. Maybe you get Andrew Luck out there in the huddle and he's getting these guys going, you know, getting them pumped up where Carson, it seems to me was just from what I understand and reports, he's a me guy, ego, bad attitude type person. 
Is that what the reports were? So maybe he. Yeah, multiple. I know Chris Ballard said otherwise, but I don't know if he's going to really. He's never really buried players um, publicly. Eric Ebron was the one exception. And so maybe Carson's just like the undefeated. Let's just go home, guys. We're we're done here. Right. And I don't know. I'm feeling like a unbelieving <laughs> in in Carson a lot too. Is you know maybe he does say, let's let's get going. Let's do this. Let you know we haven't beat Jacksonville and God knows when at home. I mean the loss is it's only by fifteen points. Right. And it's a bunch, and there was a bunch of field goals. Yeah, the the off it, the offense was pretty flat. And maybe that's a different thing with Andrew Luck. I know. Well, once could dig it. Okay, looking at it, he got sacked six times, but maybe it's a different story. Maybe there's something crazy that gets going. Right. Certainly a interesting one, but I I tallied it up. Okay. And you're in the double digit wins. You're definitely in double digit wins. That's not an issue. Culture in the playoffs in 2021 as well. I think with better quarterback play, you're looking between 12 and 14 wins. Smarter quarterback play. Again, the stats are, we talked about this in the Rivers episode. The stats show that that Carson Wentz didn't play terribly. The stats for most games, for most games. But it was the in-game stuff. If you really honed in and watched his gameplay, watched his erratic decisions, watched the timing, all right, the lack of confidence that I had watching him on game possible game-winning drives, it was concerning. But the Colts are in. And if you get to that 13-14 win metric, Colts are the number one seed in the AFC. And we go right back into the way we did with that Phillip Rivers episode. We go right back into what we did. You have superior quarterback play. You have a superior quarterback mind. The team, not the best team, of course, but a team that can overcome stuff, much like Cincinnati did. A lot, over Cincinnati was coached up. They played phenomenal. They, nobody expected them to win. One win the division. Well, let's go back. Nobody right. expected them to have a winning record, win the division, win a playoff game, or win the AFC blew everybody's mind. It's still weird for me to think about Cincinnati AFC champions in 2021. Still weird. But I feel like Andrew, by good, excellent quarterback play, like Andrew Luck could have provided for the Colts, like Joe Burrow did. I know they had a lot of help in the weapons department. A lot of help. This team overcomes. I don't think they're a first seed and and one and done team like Tennessee was. Right? No. I think they... I think they beat Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati still probably beats Las Vegas. I think they beat Cincinnati. And you look back too, and you look back too. All right. Casey and Buffalo, they match up pretty well with them this year. Yeah. This year's a little bit better. They're a quarterback. I mean, they beat Buffalo. They smoked them in this regular season. Casey wasn't the best. I think you're competitive. If you have Jonathan Taylor, you keep Patrick Mahomes off off the field. Boom, you win. I legitimately think, sitting back, that all those years, that if 2021 was, if Andrew Luck was still around, if you 
pave the, you know, if you look at everything that they had been through. Um, and again, we have to keep in mind too, this is, a, this is a healthy Andrew Luck. This is Andrew Luck being there for, um, you know, being the best version of himself. They beat the Rams, right? In our, in our fictional storyline. And our what if. Now the Rams have chemistry and they have Von Miller. And Odell Beckham. That's my, that's my only thing. That's fair. Is I see them going. To, I I can see that Super Bowl at the very worst AFC Championship game loss at the most. At the very Joe Sorry, go ahead. Right, okay, I'm gonna go like upper echelon, middle, <laughs> very worst. All right, so at the upper echelon. Th- that that was a good Super Bowl. Looking at the points and everything else, the oh, Rams yeah. were good. I think if OBJ doesn't get hurt, they score more points. Probably. But uh, I think at the upper echelon, they win the Super Bowl. Uh, middle of the road, they make it to the Super Bowl. At the very least, they lose in the AFC Championship game. My My vouching for the Colts in this situation my vouching for them in this situation is the offensive line play, which Joe Burrow did not have, right? If he was sacked 70 times throughout the regular season, nine times against Tennessee, the offensive line is a little bit better here. And that's, that's my only, it's really my only vouching for it. Were the weapons better than are the Colts weapons better than than Cincinnati's? Absolutely. Hell no defense and offensive line are better in that category, but I think it does. It does end up where we were with the Phillip rivers, Carson Wentz episode about a month or two ago, a month mm-hmm. and a half ago, whenever we did it, is that this team is in a much better spot. And we go into 2023, 2022 season. You know, again, I'm excited for Matt Ryan, but also there's a lot of issues. And man, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to have good old AL, you know, back on the squad with us being the quarterback that they draft the Colts draft him to be. But it's very, it's a very Peyton like situation where it took all this time. But just the way the AFC shaped up this past year and the way it, sh- it could be shaping up this up- upcoming year, you know, uh, it might have been finally time. It might have been finally time. If his body held up, it might have been finally time. Yeah. Because I've restated, I think the ultimate thing is Andrew Luck has better intangibles. And is ultimately a better quarterback than, say, Philip Rivers and Carson Wentz. Is the ability, the leadership, and everything else is just going to propel this team way farther. You don't have to give up a first round pick this year, even if you guys do lose in the Super Bowl, you know, in our hypothetical situation or the AFC Championship game. That's a first round pick that you could do something with. Right and build upon and everything else, whether it's if Chris Baylor, you know, ever decides to <laughs> roll the dice or do something crazy, uh, yeah, trade it, you know, like what they did with DeForest Buckner and get yourself a weapon. If Andrew Luck was still there, there's, there's no reason why the Colts aren't talked about it's the same situation now matt ryan is a good quarterback i'm excited for him i think he's yeah i, I really am but is he andrew luck oh 
that's the ultimate thing is all these quarterbacks are good, but are they Andrew Luck? The, and I mean, no disrespect to Philip Rivers or Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. You just kind of like Matt at least Tom- more so at, the, at, at that point in their careers. Yeah, what, that's what, what I'm. Because I still I hold Philip Rivers. Obviously, everybody knows Philip Rivers is my favorite player of all time. I hold Matt Ryan mm-hmm. in very high regard. Yeah, but we all know that the, the potential of Andrew Luck was li- limitless. Essentially, We're, it, it, right now there is no argument that Russell Wilson is the best quarterback out of the 2012 draft. If Andrew Luck stays, makes it to an AFC Championship game, makes it to a Super Bowl, there's an argument. Right. There, you could you could give yourself an argument. I'm a Marino fan. It's the same argument before Elway won Super Bowls. Who's the better quarterback out of the 83 draft? Well, now it's Elway. You kind of got to go with it. But if you look at total body, you could kind of balance things out. But I'm not going to get into that. And I think that's the way it looks is it's one of those things where I, I, I'm going to make it sound like he's dead, but he, he left the game too soon. Yeah. You know, in a way, and there's so many what ifs, and that's why we're going down this road. And possibly, this could be this. We could have not even been doing this episode, and we could have been on the messenger going, "Gee, I can't believe the Colts won the Super Bowl this year," or "I can't wait for this year to see if the Colts can build off of the Super Bowl win, or build off that AFC Championship game, or you know, build up, build off that Super Bowl loss." Right. We're not we're not doing that. We're talking about, you know, Matt Ryan coming and there's just so much more. And I and it kind of sucks looking at it because I'm not a Colts fan. I'm a football fan. And it would have been amazing to see that scraggly beard standing on top of a podium (laughs) holding a Lombardi trophy or holding a Lamar Hunt trophy. Right. And going into that upper echelon of Colts quarterbacks, you could have even said, was he a better quarterback than Peyton Manning? Or is he up there now with Johnny Unitas? And I don't think he gets there because of this. But the Colts would be in such a much more better place than what they are now. And maybe they would have reworked his contract earlier and he would have been cheaper than what he was. So maybe it is more in that $35 million range. And come on, a $35 million quarterback with that talent would be pretty amazing right about now. They probably would have reworked it once Dak got his deal. Probably. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're trying to eke a deal after winning a Super Bowl, luck Mm -hmm. is getting an even prettier payday than than some of these other guys. I think he gets paid more than Mahomes if he does. Yeah. I think he's almost $50 million, probably 48. If he... If you're looking at it, why not pay him that much? He just won a Super Bowl. Mahomes won a Super Bowl. Right. I don't think he gets the as long as a deal as Mahomes, but you're looking at probably a three-year deal. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has stuff. But mm-hmm. but here we are. We have uh, concluded. We got through this episode. Worth every minute. Andrew, thank you for joining me for uh, for this one. It's been a long time coming, even though I kind of just thought of it to do it on the fly last week when I, when I was just pondering episodes. I think it was. I'm glad we revisited this, 
and really expanded upon it. Really expanded upon it. Uh, Andrew, you get choice next week. So what are we what ifing uh, next Monday? Oh, or, yeah, yeah, next Monday. What ifing? What ifing? You know what? I, I think I'm gonna keep it a surprise. I okay. think I'm not quite sure what I want to do, so I'll get I'll get to you during the week. All right. Send it over. Send it over. Hopefully, I won't forget it. Um, all right, that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, again, well, today's episode, of course, we run five days a week, every single week, right around the network. So make sure you check out check out our, uh, our all of our shows, all our episodes, and all the shows on our wonderful network at bicvp-radio.com. Uh, we appreciate you as always. And on behalf of Andrew and I, till next time, two point conversation is good. Green 18, green 18.